trust and cycling. It's something that maybe we don't think about a lot, but every time we climb on our bicycle, there's some inherent level of trust involved. We're gonna trust in ourselves that we're gonna be able to ride that bicycle and we're not gonna fall over. We have to trust the cyclist or the drivers on the road with us aren't gonna run us over. We have to trust when we go off a new jump on our mountain bikes that we're going to land it. And this is like a really interesting concept I hadn't spent a ton of time thinking about until Alan Olson shared her verbal story, her essay on this concept of trust in cycling. And that is coming up right after this intro. I hope you all enjoy it. You're listening to the Femme Cyclist Podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen Bonkowski. Like most of you, I'm a bicycle-obsessed rider and sometimes racer. Each week, I'll bring you interviews from inspiring women and offer tips and tricks to help you thrive on the bike. At Femme Cyclist, we celebrate all forms of riding and all forms of women. So whether you're a road racer, bike commuter, or hardcore shredder, you'll find your community here. Real quick, before we dive into this episode, I want to make a shout out to Terry Bicycles, who is a partner of Femme Cyclist. When I first got into cycling like 20 years ago, the Terry catalog was my Bible. I would sit down at my table every morning and drink my coffee and go through the catalog and circle all of those things that I dreamed of and really wanted. I ended up buying my first pair of padded shorts from Terry. I ended up buying my first really good saddle from Terry. And now all of these years later, I still love the company. So I would encourage you that if you're in the market for cycling clothing or a saddle or even cute accessories like bicycle jewelry, then you go over and check out Terry Bicycles. You no longer have to get the paper catalog, though you can, but you can also head to their website. I have a link in the show notes, and if you click on that and end up making a purchase, it helps support this show. Obviously, I'm not encouraging materialism, so don't go out and buy anything that you don't need. But if you do need a new pair of bike shorts, for instance, and you're going to buy it anyhow, I'd greatly appreciate it if you clicked through our link in the show notes. Hi, my name is Alan Olson, and I'd like to share a story about my bicycle adventures. When I was thinking about what I wanted to share with the Femme Cyclist podcast, I kept coming back to the concept of how a bicycle embodies the concept of trust for me. Everything from learning how to ride a bike and that wobbly feeling and listening to the directions of, you know, well, if you, if you just pedal, you'll stop wobbling. And that feels so counterintuitive at first. So you're looking around at these these people helping you. For me, I remember learning to ride a bike when I was about in third grade, so about eight or nine years old. And the neighborhood kids just giving me advice. And I'm looking at them like, what? You're just going to push me and let me go? And that that's the start of Bicycles and Trust. Uh, And then as you gain experience between you and the bicycle, understanding how the bike works, what it will do, that relationship between experience and trust 
leads to a really great feeling of confidence. So I think fear and trust are on a spectrum with each other. And experience is something that can bridge that gap between the two. Trust and bicycles became a really important concept for my first cross-country bicycle tour. I got into this with pretty much complete stranger. Um, A friend of my father-in-law's was visiting, and I had met this older guy once, and he said, I want to go on a bike trip across the United States, but I can't find anyone crazy enough to go with me. And across the dinner table, I just spoke up and said, that sounds like a great idea. I'd go. So he looks at me and said, okay, you're in. We'll start planning in January. And through a lot of emails, um, we took off together in April as total strangers who were going to trust each other on this trip from San Diego to Savannah, Georgia in a period of six weeks. So that trust of traveling with somebody I didn't know what was huge. And one thing that was really important was this agreement between each other to have this communication. Um, If something wasn't feeling right, if something was bothering us, you had to be honest to tell the other person. And you couldn't just hide your discomfort and push through it because that would really put the other person in, in danger and yourself in further danger. And the second thing was on this six-week journey, I left my three-year-old and my seven-month-old kids in the care of my husband, uh, my mother-in-law, and my mom. So my village really all came together to enable me to go on this six-week bike tour and to trust my baby with the family was the best thing I could have done for my mental health. But it really came back to this idea of trust. And every time I go for a long ride, I'm still trusting other people to look after them, their family, who I trust the most. But being gone for weeks or hours as a mom still has that nagging feeling of I'm leaving you guys for a little bit of time and I'm trusting somebody else with you. The concept of trust in bicycles comes up when I'm riding my bike to work and I'll I, when I'm waiting at a stoplight with these massive cars just lined up around me. And I trust the drivers to do the right thing. And I realize, and I'm conscious of the dangers of commuting to work. Um, But I think I established the trust with the cars by making eye contact with the drivers, smiling, waving, and bridging these connections and it's amazing how much a smile and a wave 
communicates a sense of trust with other people. When I'm predictable and I I try to be as predictable as possible with signaling and using bright lights and being seen on the road, I feel like that really helps the relationship between cyclists and cars. And when I hear people bashing road cyclists for not riding safely, I think it really comes down to their unpredictable behavior. Sometimes it can be avoided and sometimes it can't. We know the bike lanes can be filled with debris and clutter and drivers don't always know the cyclist signals, but bridging that gap is really important to me. So most recently, I've been learning how to mountain bike and it scares the crap out of me because I don't have a whole lot of experience with the off the road part. So I come back to this concept of why am I afraid? Because I don't have the experience to trust my body to know what to do. And through some skills clinics, I've really been able to feel what what is right and and understanding what my bike can do. So using the different mountain bike, a little bit of that is trusting that the bike is capable of rolling over bigger rocks and going down drops and not panic stopping and trusting that I'm just going to get better with practice. And it's okay to do hard things. With gravel riding, the bike that I've got so many miles on and I've taken through so many places is the one that I'm using for my gravel riding now. And I've got a great relationship with the bike, really being bonded with my salsa via and just changing some tires and learning more about what the mechanics behind the bike have really helped increase my trust. The hardest thing I think is trusting myself and relying on this self-efficacy of through experience, I know I can do it and squashing those voices of self-doubt. And the more I get out and ride, then I have more experience to look back on and develop that trust. Some things that get me really excited about cycling is just learning what I can do and looking towards the future. I'm turning 39 this summer, and I'm doing my first long-distance gravel race, and Being able to trust my body as I'm getting older, um, I'm realizing that's not even getting older yet. Uh, This is a really exciting concept to see what what I can really do in my 40s, um, looking ahead a few years from now. Riding with my kids is just one of the funnest things to do. My kids are now 7 and 10, and on our rides together... I'm trusting them. (laughs) They're the ones telling me, mom, you can do it. Just go off this jump. You'll be fine. And they're my biggest cheerleaders for making those, those successful landings in the mountain bike world. As I've been learning more about my bike, I've also been thinking um, interactions with like mansplaining tend to really sting because that's, that happens because I feel like my stories aren't trusted. What I'm saying, somebody doesn't believe that 
it's happening in the way I'm saying it. I'm going to continue to learn to trust myself. And one way of that is also being worthy of these adventures and worthy of these goals. I'm really working on feeling worthy of taking time for myself to go on some really long training rides as I'm building up to these gravel events. I'm so honored by the Rad Fest for a scholarship to enter that event in October. Um, and that really had some validity in my, my worthiness to go out and try my hand at some races. I did some triathlons. I did quite a few triathlons um, before my son was born. And I didn't think to necessarily call myself a triathlete because those were local events. My longest distance was an Olympic distance. Um, And I was using the word just a lot. Like, oh, it's just a sprint. But I'm super excited to feel like these shorter distances still make me a worthy athlete and a worthy cyclist. I'll be writing about all my adventures at my Instagram, which is at Alma on the Road. And I've also got a blog that I wrote about some of my earlier adventures, and I might get back on and adding a few more concepts. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I would love to connect with anyone to discuss touring, touring with kids, um, learning to mountain bike, gravel riding, commuting. I love doing it all. Thank you so much. And with that, we have a wrap on season three of the Femme Cyclist podcast. I know that we tried a few new things this season with these um, listener-submitted stories, and I really hope you enjoyed them. I would also love your feedback on what you liked and maybe what you didn't like, what we could do in the future to improve this and make this a great resource for you and for other women out there. I would love if you went onto iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening in and left us a review. Or you can reach out to me personally. You can find me on Instagram, Kristen L. Bonkowski. Or you can find my email address in the show notes and shoot me a note. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. I've really appreciated all of you listening and your support and also please come find us on the face um, femme cyclist community on facebook it's a place i really love to get to connect with you all and hoping to grow that a bit more going forward thanks again and we will talk to you next season on the femme cyclist podcast